Hey, Seattle hockey fans, happy hump day. It's Wednesday, and we have hockey news for you. We've got our what's cracking, and oh, there's plenty of cracking. And we're going to talk about our newest goaltender, Martin Jones, and we'll hear from him on today's episode of Locked on Kraken. You are locked on Kraken. Your daily podcast on the Seattle Kraken. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. We are the Seattle Kraken. Hey, hey, what do you say, Seattle hockey fans? Welcome to another episode of Locked on Kraken. I am your host, Erica L. Ayalano. As always, I like to thank you for making us your first listen of the day. Of course, we are the only Seattle hockey podcast, at least during the season. That's coming to you every day of the work week, five times a week right here on Locked on Kraken, whether you're listening on audio or YouTube. Of course, right now we're in the off season. I hope you enjoyed our squad cast episode with J.D. Young of Locked on Sharks, who basically told me I'm a nerd because I like defense in the words of Method Man. I'll be that. I'll be that. Yes, nerd all day because defense wins championships. And the Seattle Kraken, well, we're a little bit shy of solid defense. But we do have some hockey news. Of course, the World Juniors are taking place. You should check out Locked on Flyers, Locked on Predators, and also, of course, the Locked on NHL show. If you want some updates from World Juniors, we're not going to talk too much about World Juniors. But um, suffice it to say that the Locked on Podcast Network has you covered today though because we just had our locked on sharks squad cast or crossover episode we're going to talk about martin jones he's a mutual between us now at the seattle kraken and many moons ago the san jose sharks but first what's cracking well let me tell you what's cracking a friend of the pod and an actual friend in real life allison lucan has a permanent role with the seattle kraken broadcast team also nick olichek officially named now eddie his father was named we're actually going to have a special broadcast episode that's coming up because i want to take you to the press conference that we had with eddie we're gonna have allison lucan back she was one of my first guests for locked on kraken we were talking analytics so stay tuned for that but before we go i do want to take you to the press release we are committed to improving and innovating across our broadcast and we have made big strides this off season said katie townsend chief marketing officer of the seattle kraken expanding allison's role was a no-brainer uh yeah and given her talent Given her excellent debut, excuse me, last season, I'm excited to see her build on that impressive start. With Nick, we are adding a young talent who has proved himself to be a strong color analyst, and he will add another dimension to our broadcast and streaming efforts. And so here's the vibe. Both Allison and Nick 
will have some broadcast responsibilities. Both will also have digital responsibilities. And Allison, being the jack of all trades that she is, we're expecting to see her also engage on the Seattle Kraken app. Um, analytics with Allison as part of the depths. Okay, I've got to make sure I renew my membership. And um, also in some other capacities. So I think this is really exciting. Again, we're going to dive a little deeper, if you will, into broadcast. Um, if not this week, definitely by next week. We'll see what the schedule looks like. But I just want to give you that. Um, I'm excited. I'm so excited. I'm so proud of Allison. I'm so happy for Allison. And I hear only good things about Nick Eddy, for that matter. So we were, what, tied for second or third best broadcast in one of those um, athletic lists? We're coming for that number one spot, as Ludacris once said. I'm just, I'm going back to the 2000s, uh, 90, I guess Redman was a little earlier. Anyway, the point is, we are ready to go. It's going to be exciting. But again, on this episode of Locked on Kraken, we are going to talk about our goaltending. And, uh, you know, not everyone's in love with the Seattle Kraken goaltending, especially because they kind of were in love with our goaltending last year. And it was, it was not great. It was not great. So we're going to go over to some experts in the field, what they're saying about goaltending, and then uh, learn a little bit more about Martin Jones from Martin himself, and then take a look at, if not the analytics, the data, and uh, see what we know about Martin and what we need from Martin. So all that and more coming up on Locked on Kraken. Right now, I want to send you an important message. So let me let me just paint a picture for you. It can happen so easily. You're out with your friends or your coworkers. You're putting back a few drinks. A few becomes a few too many. It's time to go. And for a moment, you think of calling a ride. Nah, you're a good driver. You live nearby. You can make it home okay. What are the odds that you'll get pulled over? And even so, what's the worst that could happen? You lose your license. You lose your job. You total your car. You kill someone. It only takes one mistake to change your life or someone else's forever. Play it safe and plan ahead to get a ride. Drive sober or get pulled over. And so... At Locked on Kraken, we always want to thank you for making us your first listen of the day. As I say, be kind to yourself and to each other. We usually have a wellness tip of the day, and I think that is a pretty good one. Make sure that you're getting, in all cases and events, the help that you need, not just for yourself, but to keep others safe as well. So remember, uh, drive sober or get pulled over. But we are going to continue because, as I mentioned, we have some things. We have some things to talk about. We're going to talk talk about Martin Jones. So before I take you to his conversation, let's get to know a little bit about the guy. So I've got his stats that we're going to pull up right now, as a matter of fact. Uh, these are his, so he, we see that he's played with the Kings, the San Jose Sharks, and with Philadelphia last season. Now, this guy was a stud in juniors. Uh, there's a great article, I'm going to pull it up here, in... Um, the hockey writers and they do a fancy job talking about just how he did in the whl in particular being the playoff mvp uh, memorial cup most outstanding goaltender um amazing 
Um, with all of that said, Martin Jones went undrafted, but was picked up by the Kings, had some Stanley Cup experience with them, was named an AHL All-Star. So there was a lot of promise. However, as we had Jay Foster on the show before, goaltending can be hit or miss. We were actually talking about Martin Jones at the time. You don't always know what you're going to get with a goaltender. You don't know what uh, particular intricacies, system-wise, body-wise, mentally, are going to impact how they play. And um, so he helped the Kings to the Stanley Cup in his first season. So he's got that Stanley Cup experience, particularly as a rookie. He had a 12-6-0 record when he finally got up in the NHL in the 2013-14 season. He had a 1.81 goals against average with a 9.34 save percentage and um, had four shutouts during his first NHL campaign. Again, in route to that Stanley Cup. Um, you know, but then things got a little bit funky. He got uh, officially traded to the Bruins, who then took turned him over to the Sharks. And so let's take a look at the stats, as I said. Um, let me pull these up for you once again. If you're on audio, I'm going to walk you through them. But uh, we're looking at NHL.com. You can check the show notes. I will also have the... Um, I will also have the the story from the hockey writers up there. So we see that his uh, he had the fewest games played in his second season uh, with the LA Kings before again going over to the San Jose Sharks. You see that he had two seasons with 65 games played. Uh, then that starts to decline in the 17-18 time period uh i mean some of the saves he's had he had from 2015-16 to the 2019-20 season a thousand plus saves in each one of those seasons now the goals against increased in that time with the highest being um in that 2016-17 season with san jose um the goals against average on his career is a 268 but it ballooned um last season that was his uh, highest goals against average with a 3-4-2. And so do we go with recency bias? Do we go with career stats? Do we go with what is the best for whatever we're looking for? It's a little tough to know. I think that's really with any player. But with goaltending, there's so many different factors that contribute to these numbers. And, um, you know, it's it's. It's questionable whether we are what Philip Grubauer we're going to get. Even if we get the Gruby that was with Colorado, is that enough for the Seattle Kraken? Because we've made some improvements offensively, and I'm sorry if I'm a nerd. Not sorry at all. But um, we need defense. We need a different, a more dynamic defense than we had last season, and I don't know that we have that yet. So... I, I'm having difficulty trying to figure out because I'm not, I've never been a goaltender. Uh, I was the closest to a goaltender I've ever been was a catcher. I was a catcher in baseball and softball, but um, I, I don't know. I, I think we're going to have to feel this one out. I think eye test comes in so heavily for goaltending. A lot of people were really high on Groovy. But I just saw, I, I mean, I talk about it all the time. You're probably getting tired of it, but he never looked comfortable. The guy never got comfortable with us. 
and it proved to be a little bit of a problem, but don't take my word for it. So we're going to go back to, I've talked about uh, Travis Yost and his work for TSN before, and we've got another beautiful graphic for you. This time we're talking about goaltenders. We're talking about um, positional stacks, goaltending tiers heading into 2022-23. Let me get my name out of there. So the Seattle Kraken goaltending is in the tier four in which we are underperforming. That's the second to last tier in case you're not watching on YouTube. The top tier is called Elite, and you've got two New York teams. Hello. You've got the Long Island, uh, excuse me, the, the New York Islanders in Long Island. You've got the New York Rangers in Manhattan. Then you've got the Winnipeg Jets, the Lightning, and the Predators. Let's go. Uh, in the outperform category, which is tier two, You've got Boston, Vancouver, Carolina, Washington, Detroit, Calgary, and Pittsburgh. I almost said Pennsylvania. I, I, that's not technically wrong, but also Pittsburgh. Um, in the solid, solid three. Tier three is your solids. This is the second, um, or it's tied, I should say, with the... the largest tier. We're in the other tier that is tied, and that's with um, eight teams overall. So basically, according to Travis Yost, the NHL is essentially middle, lower middle of the pack when it comes to goaltending this year. So, okay, you're solid, solid goaltending tier. Dallas, Colorado, Colorado, as I like to say, looking to defend. Then you've got uh, the Senators, you've got Florida, you've got, oh, J.D., J.D. Young and the San Jose Sharks also have the Anaheim Ducks, the L.A. Kings, and the Edmonton Oilers. We're in tier number four, the underperformed tier, like I said, second or tied for first largest tier. We've got the Toronto Maple Leafs, the Montreal Canadiens, St. Louis Blues. <laughs> Listen, uh, they're... Uh, their goaltending, I, I have some thoughts about. Anyway, the Seattle Kraken, that's us. Minnesota Wilds, Blue Jackets, the Devils, and then the uh, other Pennsylvania team, the Philadelphia Flyers. In that final tier, smallest tier, in this little graphic that we have here from Travis Yost, ooh, tier five, red zone, in trouble, in trouble. That's the Buffalo Sabres. The uh, Vegas Golden Knights, the Chicago Blackhawks, and the Arizona Coyotes. All right, let's go to, I mean, I think that if you would really like, you can read on some of these other teams. Maybe we'll circle around to this. But I, <laughs> as I was looking at Tier 4, and if you're watching the screen, you can kind of see this. But look at, I mean, we've got a solid paragraph for Columbus, solid paragraph for Montreal, Minnesota, New Jersey, solid paragraph for Philly, solid paragraph, oh, about a half a paragraph for St. Louis, Toronto. Wait, did I skip Seattle? If you blinked, you missed it. This is all Travis had to say about Seattle. Quote, the team needs a 180-degree turn from Philip Grubauer, effective immediately, period, close, quote. Question of the day. Do you agree that we need a 180 
from Philip Grubauer. Do you think we need a 180 from Philip Grubauer? Let me know in the comments if you're watching on YouTube. I'm also going to post this on social media because I want to I want to really think about this. I want to hear what you have to say about this. Woo! That's pretty uh that's pretty intense. That's a lack of confidence and faith if I ever. But um let me know what you think and I'd love for you to submit your comments to at Locked on Kraken or in the comments on YouTube because, and I'm putting this on the screen, on Saturday, I'm doing a hybrid of a rewatch and an Ask Me Anything on the platform Playback. It's going to be in conjunction with Black Rosie Media. That's my media company. Black Rosie Media and Locked on Kraken are going to do a rewatch of Seattle Kraken at Buffalo Sabres Saturday, August 20th at 5.30 p.m. Pacific time. That's going to be on the playback app and in the Black Rosie Media playback room. So here's what you're going to do. I'm going to keep this up for a little bit. Head over to uh, getplayback.com, set up an account. It's absolutely free. And then on Saturday, a few minutes before 5.30 Pacific time, local time I would imagine for a lot of our listeners, I'll actually be on Pacific time. We can talk more about that later. Anyway, you're going to head to the room link that I have here. And apologies. Let me come back on screen here. Apologies because I understand that one of my tweets from last time when I did uh, kind of the test run of playback, I think I had a, a, a wrong link. So some of you went to one tweet. Some of you went to the other. So apologies. Everything should be fixed now. But we're having another rewatch. So this will be obviously a game that already played. But I want to let you know, I'm going to be using playback throughout the Seattle Kraken preseason, regular season. And hey, 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 why not the postseason too, baby? This is going to give us an opportunity to watch Seattle Kraken games together. I'm really excited because one, that will help me stay awake. <laughs> sometimes I'm on East Coast time. Sometimes I'm Central time. I'm not on Pacific time as much as I wished I could be. But anyway, uh, jokes aside, this is going to be a great way for us to watch games together. Not everyone can make it to Climate Pledge Arena. Not everyone can make it to see the Seattle Kraken on the road, which honestly I get to do a little bit more than seeing them in, uh, in Seattle. So why not have a watch party and do it together? Again, playback is free for you. It's absolutely free to come and join. There is a chat function. There's an opportunity for me to bring in special guests. And we have a few uh, that might be lined up for Saturday. So you're not going to want to miss that. I'm, I get to bring on special guests. I get to bring on co-hosts. So there's opportunity to do crossover episodes, not just with other Locked on Kraken shows, but I, I'm hoping to do it with other Seattle Kraken-centric podcasts. And then if you have a hot take... Come on, I'll bring you on the stage. I had someone say that they've watched me a hundred times. I don't know if they were embellishing, but I'm going to take them on their word. They watched me a hundred times and disagreed with my takes. If you got, if you think I got a bad take, let's do it. We used to have something here in New York. I'm in New York right now. Um, it's my hometown, but it was called the, um, 
WFAN, uh, I talked about this with Linda Cohn uh, on her episode, but they used to have this rant show. And what they would do is I used to work at a Buffalo Wild Wings and they would come to Buffalo Wild Wings and they would have the live show there. They record the radio show live in a sports bar and then they'd let people walk up to the mic and just give them like 60 seconds to rant about a sports team, a New York sports team. Honestly, I usually ranted or I enjoyed the rants about the Mets. The most, unless it was people hating on the Yankees, then I enjoyed those as well. But that's what we have the capability to do on playback. So again, I'm going to put this up on the screen. If you're watching on YouTube, join me on playback this Saturday. We're going to watch the Eberly hat trick. We're also going to watch the gnarly, uh, totally embarrassing, but absolutely hysterical topic uh from, from the sabers after that empty netter by schwartzy i hope that wasn't a spoiler alert for anyone everly's hat trick uh schwartzy with an empty netter a gnarly topic and the ol rain were in the house as well that's what's coming up on saturday Coming up next on this show, let's go to Martin Jones. I told you what the experts think. What does he have to say about coming to Seattle? But right now, let me tell you about Bet Online. BetOnline.net is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your betting needs. You can find your favorite sports and events at the number one source for odds, lines, and games. You can find reviews and news of every single league including Major League Baseball, NBA, NHL, of course, combat sports, eSports, and even golf. I think they could do a better job with the WNBA, but I digress. Seattle Storm are in the playoffs. We'll talk about that a little bit more. BetOnline continues to be the top online resource for all your sports wagering information from live betting, uh, scores, and podcasts. They have you covered. Head to Bet Online today or use your mobile device, your tablet, whatever you got, to learn more about the action. Bet online is where the game starts. All right, all right, all right, my fine Seattle Kraken folks. What we're going to do now is take you over to Martin Jones himself, Seattle Kraken. Now, I will say, I mentioned in the last segment the TSN article from Travis Yost. They really were only talking about Grubauer and Drieger. I don't know how you could really talk about Drieger right now. Some people say that he might be back as early as December. I did my little finger counts on a uh, on an earlier episode, and I'm really thinking we're probably closer to March. We also know that I'm, I'm sorry to say, but the guy doesn't always have the best luck coming back from injury or illness. We experienced that last season, so we'll see what happens. Not expecting to see Joey Decord. We really shouldn't be seeing too much of Joey Decord. Um, that would be a bad sign. So Mark Martin Jones, uh, we heard last season, it didn't really pan out, but that there was to be an equitable split of time in net. Martin Jones should get some opportunities, especially if we see some of the struggles that we saw from Drieger last season. Anyway, here's what Martin Jones has to say, and then that's how we're closing out our show. I did mention earlier in our PSA read, hey, make sure that if you want to have a few spirits, I know I certainly did when I went to that wedding, Make sure that you're keeping yourself and others safe. Hold fast, stay true, and stay safe. We will catch you next time on Locked on Kraken. Enjoy Martin Jones on Locked on Kraken. Hey, Martin. First off, welcome to Seattle. First off, what's the meaning of joining a new franchise like this? And what expectations 
for yourself do you feel are in reach playing this season in Seattle? Yeah, it's very exciting. Um, just to be a part of a new franchise is, uh, is pretty exciting. And then to be close to home for me is, uh, is kind of an added bonus. So, um, you know, as, as far as expectations go, we're, we're trying to make the playoffs, I think. And, and, um, you know, for me, I'm going to push as hard as I can to, to play. And, um, you know, I, I think to push Phil as, as hard as, as I can. And, and, um, you know, I think goalies are at their best when, when they're both pushing each other and then have that kind of a competitive relationship. RJ. Hi, Martin. Uh, welcome to Seattle and thanks for doing this. Uh, have you had any contact with Philip or with Steve Briere since signing? And if so, what's it been like getting to know them a little bit? Uh, just a, a couple of quick phone calls with, um, uh, with Steve. Um, you know, I, I think as we get closer to camp and, and I'll get down there a little bit early and, and have some time to, to settle in and, and get to know those guys a little bit better. John. <clears throat> hey, Martin, uh, welcome to Seattle. You're obviously familiar with the area. Um, how big, uh, you mentioned kind of being close to home, how big of, it, uh, of an influence did that have in you signing here, being, being kind of close to Vancouver? Yeah, it was obviously uh, pretty enticing to, to be so close to home and, um, you know, with, with friends and family being able to come down and visit. And, um, it's, you know, it, it played a factor for sure. Um, you know, I think there was that and, and just that, uh, you know, sort of the excitement of being part of this, this new franchise, it was, um, you know, something I thought about in the last couple of years, it would be really cool. You know, I really since Vegas joined, um, you know, to see kind of the buzz that they had and, um, it's exciting. So, so I think, um, we're just excited to get down there, um, you know, settle in and, and meet everybody. Bob Condor. Hey, Martin. Welcome to Seattle. Um, scanning your last few seasons, uh, what what do you uh, think you need to focus on or improve in your game uh, coming out here this year? Well, there's, there's um, you know, there's technical stuff and, um, you know, I don't, I'm not going to get into too much detail about that, but there's stuff I've been working on the last few years and, and um, some structural stuff, but um, you know, I thought last year uh, it was a trying year obviously for, for our team, but uh, I think I took a lot of good steps forward and, and um, you know, I think I'm real close to, to getting back to um, you know, having some of the seasons I had early in San Jose there. So um, it's been a good summer for me. Uh, I feel like I'm ready to go and, and uh, looking forward to the season. Scott. Hey, Martin. Uh, welcome to Seattle. Uh, obviously, a lot changes for you when you're changing teams and such between moving, getting family settled, all of that. Uh, from sort of that goaltending point of view, what's the adjustment process look like when it, you're adjusting to a new team in front of you and a new defensive system? Yeah, uh, you know, obviously, communication is going to be a big thing, especially early on. Um, you know, I, I think just in terms of what you're, you're facing. And, and, um, there's just sort of a, maybe a comfort level, um, just being used to sort of the, the different situations and how they're played defensively in front of you. So I, you know, that takes just a little bit of time and, and, um, you know, the other things just good communication with our defensemen, you know, obviously, uh, puck handling is a, a big part of the game now for goaltenders and just, uh, making sure everybody's on the same page. Mike. 
Hey, Martin, playing off more of uh, Steve Breer, and you mentioned about trying to get back to form. Um, what have you noticed about coaches who bring out the best in you as a goaltender working with them day to day on the ice? Well, I, I think um, it, in general, goalie coaches, it's about working with each goalie individually. And, and, and you know, there's obviously some uh, parameters that you want to work within as a goalie, you know, technically and structurally. But uh, I think as a goalie coach, you know, and, and, and most of them are, they, they're, they're there to kind of work with each individual goalie and, and you know, play to their strengths and, and, um, and their style of play. Kate. Hey, I was wondering, uh, is there anyone you know particularly particularly well on the Kraken roster? Uh, I played with uh, Donato and Don Scoy uh, in San Jose. Um, I know Justin Schultz a little bit, and I uh, actually played with uh, with Everly at World Championships and um, and at uh, the Brick Tournament when we were were ten years old. Scott. Yeah. Uh, Martin, one of the other uh, things that comes with changing teams obviously usually means for goalies a change in goalie equipment and a mask. Uh, have you given any thought to sort of new equipment or mask, or do you have anything in the works already? Uh, just starting to get that going now. Um, Send some pad uh, colors in, but uh, haven't got the, the mask design yet. 